It's time for the Super Coach Professionals Roundtable Podcast. And here's your hosts, Paulie G, Ryan MS, Peter Hanscom, and Andrew Muldock Molinaroli. Yeah, first week of Supercoach Finals in the books. I hope that you survived the injuries, the poor form, the ups, the downs, the late withdrawals, and you're still alive, maybe even having the week off this round. Ryan MS joining us as always. How are you, mate? Good, mate. How are you? Yeah, very, very good, uh, except for Saturday's one-point result. Uh, that was a bit devastating out at Campbelltown. I was out there... Uh, Experiencing the highs and the lows and the <laughs> everything in the middle. Yeah, that wasn't that wasn't fun. In better news, Peter Hanscom uh, finally the Dragons getting breaking through for for a big win against their uh, local rivals there as well. Yeah, good crowd, great atmosphere there, and um, uh, yeah, the Dragons pull out their best form of the year by far, and with only a few weeks to go on the comp, pity wasn't a bit earlier in the season, boys. But anyway. Still mathematically alive. Love that yeah. phrase, mathematically alive. Not so for our other uh, host, Andrew Moldog Molinaroli, back with us, uh, but unfortunately not with better news because, of course, Manly are eliminated now after last Thursday's heartbreaking golden point result. Hey, boys, yeah, just in time for us to be officially out of the uh, competition <laughs> for the year. Um, good to be back and, um, yeah, looking forward to diving in. Yeah, well, you've been um, doing the reviews, of course, over the past few weeks as well. So uh, good to now have you on the back on the pod as well. Um, one guy who wasn't able to make it, some technical difficulties tonight, was our injury expert, Pat Lyons, of course, uh, from Coogee Bay Health and Injury Care. Luckily, uh, he was still able to text us through some uh, info so we can go through the injuries still on his behalf, starting with, of course, that guy, that man who withdrew late on Saturday night, um, Cronulla's Paul Gallen. Um, no certainty to face South Sydney next Monday night. Um, he, he said, uh, it's still a bit sore. I don't think it's too bad. I won't really know. Um, I'll give it until Friday to see as we don't play until Monday, which is good. Gallen said it was a new and not existing injury. He said here, I quote, I went out to warm up and felt something click or a pull in my calf. I thought I was okay, but I kept feeling it and it didn't feel that great. I did one more run and really tried to push off my toes, but it was just no good. Uh, Pat Lyons says, this sounds like a calf tear. Usually if someone feels an obvious pop or some tearing sensation, it is usually a decent injury. He may miss a couple of weeks. Pretty bad news at this time of year. Uh, Ryan, I, I guess you don't even, you know, not knowing if it could be the full three weeks, it's going to be hard to even trade him out at this point. Absolutely. Uh, tough one, real tough one, especially when he doesn't know himself. Uh, yeah, you might just have to bite the bullets one way or the other, thinking, well, I've got to get rid of him, or I'm just going to stick with him regardless. If he doesn't play again, then he doesn't play again, and you're stuck with that. Yeah, and, and I mean, a lot of guys will also own James Tedesco, and, of course, the broken jaw has been all around the NRL news uh, cycle over since it happened on Saturday. Right, James? Um, likely to be suspended, although he's fighting the charge. It will only be a one-week suspension, believe it or not, even if he is found guilty. Um, James Tedesco, now discharged from hospital. Um, apparently he's consulted a specialist. Oh, he's undergone surgery on his fractured jaw. Um, it was originally meant for Wednesday, but moved forward, and they've put some hardware in there, a nasty break, four to six weeks. So unless the Tigers can pull off a bit of a minor miracle, he's gone for the season, certainly gone for your super coach season. Another couple of players uh, from Manly. So, Andrew, will get your advice on this. Dylan Walker not in this week's game, going under the knife after suffering a dislocated shoulder uh, in that game on Thursday. Now, we're also hearing Tom Jabrovich, who has been named, could um, end his season early. We've talked with Pat for a number of weeks um, ongoing about this Jabrovich in- injured ankle or syndesmosis injury. Um, it, 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 we know that Jaborovic is going for surgery. Um, we just don't know exactly when he has been named, Andrew, but I guess there's big concerns with nothing left on the line, whether he'll just uh, call it a day. And you may, you may have another guy in your supercoach lineup, another big name that you're forced to find a replacement for. I mean, it's been pretty obvious that he's been playing on one leg for a little while now, but I mean, to me it seems obvious that um, he would be, you know, 
now the season's over that Trent would Trent Barrett would take him off and get some surgery now just so he can get recovered. Um, I was surprised that he was named, um, but I'll be even more surprised if he does play on the weekend. I, I, I'm tipping him he's, he's going to be out for the rest of the season. It's a big blow. I wonder if it's just the arch enemy mill, but, you know, they have their tussles over the past few years, whether he just decides that brookie, I'll just hold out one more game, try to get one one more win to end on a high note. It is. Well, the, yeah, the, to Roybich, you can tell that, I mean, he's even playing, he's playing injured, but you can just tell he wants to play. You know, mm. he's so eager to impress and he's, you know, such a, like I said, eager eager kid. He's, it'd be hard to, to um, get him to sit out for the rest of the season, but I guess it's up to the coach and up to the doctors, I guess. Yeah, that's you know, I guess if you own him and you've still got a couple of trades left up your sleeve and you've got to make use of them in one way or another, um, maybe you, you're trying to hold on to him for one more week and you know, get him rid of Tedesco instead. But probably at this stage of the year, you're really scratching the barrel and um, it's just all hands on deck. Maybe if you've got the week off because you've won last week and you're only playing head-to-head, you're in a lucky position, you can see what happens this weekend. We're going to talk more about managing injuries and the strategy around that shortly. But um, that's that's sort of the main guys. There's a couple of other injuries there we might go through in the previews, but they're the ones um, that are probably the most relevant for you guys. Uh, Supercoach-wise, there uh, for Pat Lyons there at Coogee Bay Health and Injury Care. And, of course, you can um, give Pat a visit and get 20% off your visit uh, to him if you visit our website, www.supercoachpros.com, and simply Click on the link, or you can give him a call, 02-9665-9667. Of course, that is a Sydney number, and it is Coogee Bay Health and Injury Care. Not just uh, sporting injuries, back or neck. Uh, he certainly is a specialist in that area, and uh, go give him a visit if you need. And, of course, he'll be back with us next week. Uh, let's look at the Round 23 wrap now. Anthony Milford, well, we called it on... Uh, on Friday night, but then again, you could suggest that even a, a clock, a stop clock's right twice a, twice a day. I mean, we've been saying Milford's had the matchups for a few weeks now, finally coming through against Parramatta, 125 supercoach points leading the way. Matt Moylan, look, we knew Penrith were the team to target against the Knights. Um, probably wanted more out of their halves, to be honest, but it was Moylan. There was so much room up the up the centre. He went through with 114. Corey Oates for the Broncos. Still got some errors in his game, Pete, but 113 points. Uh, did you like what you see? I know you liked Milford, but did you see enough out of Oates to, to give him a shot still on your centre and winger position? Um, he's, a, <clears throat> he's a bit hot and cold. And... Um... I, like he scored three tries the other night. Um, you know, some of his efforts are, are great, but the opposition teams are exploiting his weaknesses with the with the ball on the ground. And at times, he's just got dodgy hands. He's he's more inconsistent than I thought he would be. He's just showing his human, I guess, after a great early season and last season. So, uh, yeah, I'm I'm still wary of him. He he might be a a point of difference type of player. Um, certainly. You know, he could go over 100 again, but then again, if, if Canterbury exploited him, he could be down in the 20s or something like that. So, yeah, want to be a little careful. Mm. Scored three tries, of course, um, but still was unhappy with his game when he was uh, quoted at the after the post-game uh, interviews. Sean Kenny Dow playing really well for the Roosters. I'm... I'm happy to see him in that right centre position. I think he offers a lot more than on the wing. 108 supercoach points for him. David Nofaluma was a bit of a one-man wrecking ball, Ryan, for the Tigers against the, the Titans, 108. And good signs, I guess, uh, against the Panthers next week because they could give up some points themselves. Uh, yeah, absolutely. Um, very hard to tackle. Um, seemed to be wanting to run the ball um, more than anything else. Uh, just, just one of the ball in his hands, which is also... Uh, a good sign, a, a good sign of confidence as well. Uh, we talked about the Dragons game at the start of the show. Gareth Widdop, definitely his best performance all year. 106 supercoach points. And Tarek Sims, I'll tell you what, he was fired up. He played really, really well, 104 points. And uh, on that Monday night game last night, BJ Leilua, 102 points for the Raiders. And, Andrew, I thought maybe it was uh, Jesse Bromwich hitting him in the back, that illegal tackle. That seemed to get him fired up. I'm thinking... <laughs> What are you doing? Don't fire up the beast. <laughs> it doesn't. It doesn't really take him much, does it? The old uh, 
Leilua, but he's, he's an awesome super coach player this year. He's been he's been outstanding. I, I love watching him play. Um, love watching Canberra play in general. But yeah, I think everyone in that back line, the Canberra's back line, is someone to watch out for, um, super coach wise. Anyway. All right, let's look at um, what we were talking about earlier with the injuries. Now let's um, get a little bit deeper into it in regards to managing how you're going to use those trades and and sort of set up your lineups um, leading into uh, this round and the last two rounds. Uh, at this time of year, you might only have a trade or two left, maybe not even. Um, Peter, I guess I'll start with you. You know, managing these guys in and out of the side. Tedesco, of course, gone. Uh, for the year, at least, super coach wise, how you're managing it is it is it about dual position players? Is it simply having a couple of guys in reserve that you can still call on, or holding on to a trade or two still? I think um, the injuries suffered in the last week shows that it's it's good to have a trade handy at this time of the year. Like someone like James Tedesco has been a, a great scorer all year. Basically, there's another one, Paul Gallon, we discussed on the show a few times as well. Um, but yeah, them uh, striking injury at this time of the year is just uh, yeah pretty hard for a lot of super coach players out there. So yeah, I think it's definitely very handy to have a, a spare trade up your sleeve at the moment uh, that you can bring in and bring in a, another player who you know who who can fill the gap for for a few weeks for you. As we said, it's it's still a little bit uncertain as to how long uh, someone like Gallon is going to be out. So. It's very handy. Either you've got to be have one or the others to have that reserve up your sleeve, or have your your dual position player to cover you. You've got to have at least one or the other. You can't just put all your eggs in one basket. I don't think with uh, with certain players. Ryan, what if you're out of trades now? Um, is there any which way you can manage this situation? I mean, there's potential that three players, Gallon, Trebovich, and Tedesco, are all in your lineup. Uh, yeah, you're unlucky. You've got no trades left. Um, look, I think you can get around stuff like that. You just have to be creative um, and hopefully have some dual position players. Um, you know, do a little bit of tinkering, switching in and out. Um, that's really all you can do. Um, yes, I hate to use that terminology, but, you know, shuffling the deck chairs on the Titanic, if that's the case. <laughs> <laughs> Andrew, the vice captain loophole is always in handy at this time of year, anyway. But I guess it, it lends itself more in that case if you have sort of copped a couple of injuries and you're down to 18. Might work in your favour. You might end up getting a guy on your bench scoring 60 or 70. Plus, you get two bites at the captain cherry. That's right, mate. Like, like Ryan was saying, sometimes you just got to do what you got to do. Just like he was saying, a bit of tinkering here and there, and 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 you know, maybe. You know, Milf, if he hasn't stung you this year, yeah, maybe he's an option for your vice captain or, you know, just things like that. You've got to kind of look look outside the box. It's uh, If you don't have any trades, there's not much you can do apart from trying to be a bit creative and, and trying to utilise some of the loopholes that are, are there for the taking. Points of difference become important. Um, also, as we talked about dual position players, you'll see them there, you know, these guys that, you're bringing in now at 113,000. I think Anthony Moriartis is one, Jed Cartwright's another. They play centre wing and they play second rower. There's a few others there, front rower, second rower. Um, you can look at as well, or fullback and centre and winger um, are, in, are other way to go. Bring them in. Um, as you've been bringing them in, they might be able to shuffle, shuffle around. I know a lot of guys that own Tedesco own Ben Barber. So a trade-out for Tedesco, you might say, well, I don't have many left, but if you bring in now a full-back and centre and winger, that kind of allows you to manipulate things a bit more than you could have under with Tedesco and Barber back there. That brings us to the captain choices now for this round. Of course, all important. A lot of guys are going in overall. A lot of our listeners are still needing this, and it's going to be extremely important if you're now in elimination if you're playing this round. Um, Bryce Cartwright, we, knew, we thought he would do well last week. It didn't happen. We didn't even really get much of a high floor from him. We thought that that should happen against the Knights because Moylan, as we said before, took most of that. In fact, it was only thanks to the upgrades that he even got to, to 40. The first score, I think, had him at 21. Um, but he is best this week against the Tigers, um, who may struggle 
Pete, I mean, they are mathematically still in it. They're right in it, really, with a with a nice win over Penrith. But with no Tedesco, a heartbreaking one-point loss at home last week, maybe the writing's on the wall that they kind of fall away in this one. Maybe. But I'm thinking back to the game against the Bulldogs a number of weeks ago during the origin period where everyone was expecting the Tigers to get absolutely flogged. And they're up against... Um, the Bulldogs are at full strength. The Tigers were missing a few players, and they were competitive with Canterbury for a long, long way. And I think yep. this game um, will go right down to the wire again. I think uh, these two teams are a little bit similar, actually. Um, and, I, yeah, I think the Tigers will be right in it. And players like No Faluma, as we mentioned earlier, uh, I think will back up his excellent performance again. Uh, blokes like Aaron Woods, once again, will have a big one. So, no, I think um, you've got some Tigers players there, I think I'd still be sticking to them. At Tedesco, massive loss, sure, but I think there's a little bit more that Taylor's got working with his team now than, than was before. Interesting about um, the prediction on Cameron Munster last week coming true, Ryan, 28 points. Now, he's predicted to go second high, so we could see a big turnaround here in the space of a week, but then again, Manly have been a little bit um, harder to score Supercoach points in recent outings. Um can you trust Munster here to hit back? I mean, Ben Barber went all right last week after a poor game against that very same Raiders outfit the week before. Uh, could it have just been the fact that Canberra are very good at stopping fullbacks? Um, look, it could be. Uh, Melbourne weren't great last night in any um, in any way, shape or form, really. Um, against Manly, well, you just don't know. Like, uh, with um, Tom Trebojevic could be injured, he, uh, you know, he might not be playing, then, you know, that's another change they've got to bring someone else in or reshuffle the back line again uh, but you know uh, those, un, what do you call them unquantifiable things, like mm. they're playing at Brookvale um, they're a pretty proud team Yeah, um, they hate Melbourne <laughs> they hate Melbourne um, and their forward pack is pretty, pretty good, um, even at this stage of the year when they don't well, have their um, you know, they're full, just, full set. Yeah, and it's just still, come out Darcy, Darcy Lussick is trying to get a Guernsey for England for the Four Nations end of the year. So he's keen to impress still. He's have, definitely having his best season so far, speaking of yeah, that forward. exactly right. There's, there's possibilities there. It's a tough one. Um, another one, I guess, Andrew, we're sort of thinking the Knights have got to get a win eventually, um, but it hasn't looked likely and now you've got Gold Coast going to Newcastle. Ash Taylor gets a massive uptick. He's third on our list as a captain's choice out of the blue. I guess playing early vice captain loophole maybe spreads out if you even own him because he's not owned by very many. Is this something that you could look at as a jack out of the box or, or is do Newcastle still have a win in them before the year's out? You know what? I thought they did but after seeing them live uh, I, I, honestly, I just can't see. I, I mean, I got a lot of respect from they're trying really hard, but they're just not that talented, I'm afraid. And and you know what? If you if you got any trades left, I think maybe think about getting Jared Haney in just for the captain's choice this weekend because he could absolutely go bananas this weekend against uh, Newcastle. He's he's a total class above all those guys. Um, in all due respect. So uh, I just like I said, Newcastle. Uh, yeah, not up to NRL standard at the moment. Other guys there from those Panthers-Tigers game include Josh Mansour, Trent Merrin and Nathan Cleary. We've got Jared Croker, will be a good one, Raiders v. the Eels. Um, Boyd Cordner, he's been in excellent form for the Roosters there against the Dragons. And um, I guess Gallon's too risky in case he doesn't play, but Andrew Fafita there, Sharks v. the Rabbitohs. If you're going for the vice-captain loophole earlier in the round, you've still got the C you can go on um, the Monday night game. And even Cameron Smith there for the Storm v. the Seagulls. We saw you know, him putting up 80 in a losing outfit against the Raiders. So despite which way the game goes, he's probably a good bet and a safer one at that. This is the Supercoach Professionals Roundtable podcast. You can listen to us each and every week. We do it on a Tuesday night. Subscribe to us on iTunes and it will land in your... Um, iTunes account on that Tuesday evening once we've done 
or you can simply download at our website www.supercoachpros.com even if you do use iTunes for the podcast make sure you go to the website because we've got our recaps there there it's already online for round 23 the previews are coming up um, tomorrow on a Wednesday maybe by the time you listen to this they're already there as well so important information and don't forget to follow us on Twitter if you don't already at supercoachpros because we tweet out before each and every game those uh, last-minute changes, and sometimes, but not every time, when we get the last-second withdrawals, I think Gallard's tweet, or I know that the lockout beat me by about a minute when we got that info, unfortunately, but usually we can get even that stuff for you there at Supercoach Pros. Let's have a look at the prediction gains and losses cost-wise. Uh, Corey Oates right up there after his good game last week along with Anthony Milford. So I guess if you don't have them and are thinking about them or posing to get them, then this week's better than next. Um, also up there, Kevin Naguama for the Tigers, Tyrone Peachy and Matt Moylan for the Panthers could be interesting ones as point of differences. Same with Solomon Okada for the Warriors and then Nathan Cleary is continuing to rise. So uh, there for the Panthers. Losses, well... I know Andrew mentioned bringing in Jared Hayne, but he's due to go down almost $50,000 this week, depending on how he goes for the Knights. So maybe you're thinking, I'm not playing this week. Maybe you earn a week off in head-to-head. So you might want to bring him in next week. Tom Dubrovich, well, we already know he's got that injury. He's due to go down quite a bit. So you're probably trying to move on from him now if you have the trades up your sleeve. Look, Croker, what comes up must come down. As we know in Supercoach land, he was up so high. Yes, that's going to bounce back a bit. You're not selling him at this point. Jonathan Thurston, he's kind of really disappearing into the ether right now. But again, if you own him, you're probably not letting go of him unless you're in sudden death and and it's now or never. Maybe you're doing a crazy trade-out for someone like Ash Taylor who's got the upside in a desperate bid to stay in another week. And uh, also there, Jordan Rapana. Not going as well, and he's got a pretty tough matchup this week against the Eels. Let's uh, go to our previews now and start with the Broncos Bulldogs match up. Um, Greg Eastwood back for the uh, the Bulldogs. So Raymond Fatala Mariners back to the bench. Danny Fuololo's 18th man, and Jordan Kahu in for the Broncos. So Jonas Pearson, who was very good last Friday is out of the side. Corey Parker's best here from Corey Oates, who again gets a nice upgrade. Maybe he's the hit and hope if you need something extra this week. James Graham, Josh Jackson are the best for the Dogs, despite a tough matchup. Meanwhile, Brett Morris, much riskier. Andrew, this is a litmus test for both teams. Dogs have been winging without conviction, while Brisbane had been in a slump, but uh, maybe on their way back. How do you sort of manage this minefield supercoach-wise? Yeah, mate, it's it's not a... It's a tricky one, isn't it? With You can't really trust these guys yet, though. Uh, the Brisbane guys were so, you know, you could put your bank your houses on them uh, earlier on in the season. I think uh, don't stray too far from the from the usual guns like the Parker. Uh, I don't think Milford's going to have another big game or, or Oates for that matter. I think like uh, Pete was saying before that they both seem they still have a little bit of a mistake in them. Um, I do like any of the Bulldogs forwards though. I, I like uh, Graham and Jackson. They they, Brisbane don't seem to be containing the middle of the uh, field too well, so I, I really like the Graham. You know, he's such a mm. dominant player in the their, their uh, bench. Their bench is very light on Brisbane, and, and when those big names come off, like your Maguires and Parkers for a rest, and they're replaced with you know the inexperienced guys like Pangay and Arrow, who are very talented, but yeah, know, they're, they're just they're kids at the moment, aren't they? Kids. So, like I said, I think the, the middle third will be dominated by. The dogs. I mean, they do that anyway. But I just really think that the Bulldogs, uh, sorry, the Broncos forwards are there for the taking. Panthers and the Tigers. Uh, Penrith unchanged. Uh, Wests have Luke Brooks named for Jack Little John, but there's still a chance Brooks doesn't play. Um, I would assume Little John comes back. I assume Robbie Farris done, even though it seems like he should be the man that, that's brought in if they need that spark with no James Tedesco, of course, out injured, as we said earlier. Jordan Ranko goes to fullback, and Josh Adokar is onto the wing. Uh, Bryce Cartwright again gets a big uptick here if you weren't scared off by last week's low output. Um, look at a lot of good names. We mentioned them all earlier. Mansell, Merrin, Cleary, Moylan, Peachy. The Tigers could be in trouble with no 
Tedesco, Naguama does have an uptick. Maybe Moses is an instigator, Ryan. It is all on the line for our team. The predictor says play the Panthers with confidence. But do West have one more big game left in them before the end of proceedings for them in 2016? Um, I don't know. Um, But... (laughs) What I think is that this game is going to go uh, one or two. Is it's going to be either very, very tight, like one or two points, or um, Penrith are just going to um, run away with it. Uh, I'd say out of those two, there's no real uh, Tiger that stands out, to be honest, in terms of playing, but you have plenty of options and plenty of chances. Um, if you're on the Panthers and they, any one of those guys mentioned, Cartwright, Mance or Merrin, Moyle and Cleary all have the chance to go pretty large. Yeah. Um, it just depends on the on the night. And it also depends on what Penrith team turns up as well. Um, they've been getting more consistent over the past few weeks. So you'd imagine that that would be the safer bet. They were a bit off the first half against Newcastle, um, and but they got it together. But maybe they'll be a bit off again. It just at this time of year, these teams that are around the eight, you expect them... You know, oh, why do they, why do they put up games like that? Like we just saw from the Warriors. But there's a reason why they're around the eight and they're not in the top four because they are inconsistent. Exactly. We shall see. The Knights and the Titans. Nathan Ross returns for Pat Mataudia. Jeremy Smith also back. Mickey Payer goes to the bench with Josh King joining him because there's no Chris Adams and he goes back to Lakes United. Apparently, they're more important than uh, Newcastle Knights at the moment. But uh, who could? really blame anyone for thinking in such ways. Luke Douglas starts ahead of Ignatius Parsi, who goes to the bench. Uh, Ryan James has been named. He's fighting that suspension charge, of course. So, uh, Lever High Pulu's 18th man. He may end up playing in this one. Only Mitch Barnett for the Knights can be trusted. Ash Taylor, as we said earlier, and Nene McDonald have the big upside for the Titans. Pete Gold Coast are coming off a big win last weekend, but we just said that it can be hard for these teams to back it up. It is the Knights... But maybe Newcastle finds something in extra to at least uh, keep it interesting. Yeah, I yeah I've been waiting for the Knights, like Andrew said earlier in the show, um, to to really put in a big performance and get the win. They went close early this year against the Raiders and the Knights, but since then it's been not real good, unfortunately. Um, and I mean that sincerely. I was hoping the Brown would have a good year up there this year, but anyway, no, I wouldn't be touching them really this week. Maybe Nathan Ross. The exception is back, and he's very, very quick. You know, I've got big wraps on him for the future. But for the Titans, yeah, I think it's all them. They'll back it up. Conrad Harrell, good to see him back in some some decent form. Whatever went wrong with the Warriors seems to be a bit behind him. Uh, interesting, of course, the, the story with the Hain playing continues. Ashley Taylor mentioned in the show already. And, yeah, watch out for Ryan James when he plays. And, of course, Greg Bird has been in really good form the last few weeks. So he's, he'd be another one to watch there as well. But... You'd expect, I think, the Titans to have a bit of a bit of a trife feast out wide as well. Seagulls v the Storm. This is an intriguing one, as we mentioned earlier. The two teams, uh, no love lost there. Lewis Brown comes back in for the injured Dylan Walker. Um, been a tough old year for Walker. Uh, Tommy Chaborovich and George Tafua are also in doubt. Look, Matt Parcell is back at least for one bright spot for Manly. On the bench, Nathan Green goes to 18th man. Melbourne have picked the same 17, but as we know, often coaches just pick the Monday night team the same. We're thinking maybe Felice Cafusi and or Nelson Asofa Solomona come back into the lineup there. Jamie Bure will be an interesting choice here, but he does get a downgrade, as does Jake Trebrovic, who is next best. Cameron Minster, Munster sorry, should return to his best, as we said earlier. Cameron Smith and Tohu Harris are the safer options from Blake Green, who has a big uptick, and Jesse Bromwich. Green, of course, going to Manly next year. Andrew Manley will pour us out wide earlier in the year, but they have stiffened up quite uh, significantly. I guess now the worry is these injuries and the, and the elimination from finals contention could open it back up for the Storm players, especially their dangerous back three. Yeah, I mean, the only saving grace for Manly is that it's Melbourne. You know, we don't like each other, Melbourne and Manly, and, <laughs> and you know, we want to put in a, a good show. It's only a couple more home games for Jamie Lyons, so you'd think that the Eagles want to put on a good performance for for him. Um, I do. I mean, in saying that, Storm, they're, they're a clinical bunch. I do like Munster and Smith this week. I think, um, you know, Manly had a uh, golden point game, but Canberra had a 
sorry, um, Storm had a tough game against Canberra, so it's, it is a to- toss of a coin with the um, who you're going to pick. But yeah, I, I think, like you said, the 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 safeties should be Munster and Smith. That that that'd be your best bets this week. Let's look at the Cowboys Warriors. Speaking of difficult games to uh, predict, Cohen Hess comes in for North Queensland. Um, John Asiata uh, has an injury. Antonio Winterstein is Winterstein's back for Jarvid Bowen. There's still no Jake Granville or Ben Hannett. So Ray Thompson named at number nine. We do expect Rora Cost Jason will start. Um, Coach Andrew McFadden's dropped to Malola Lola here. Interesting move there. David Fisatua goes back to fullback. Blake Aceford into the centres. James Gave comes onto the bench. Low Ethan Lowe is the best option here from Michael Morgan and Gavin Cooper. Another big downgrade for Jonathan Thurston. Uh, down tick for Sean Johnson. Bodine Thompson, Simon Mannering should do all right, at least for the visitors. This game could go any which way, Ryan. Uh, what do we do? Because Johnson and Thurston were not good last weekend and this matchup does not instill confidence for uh, or any owner. No, it doesn't. Um, you're kind of stuck if you have either of these guys because you really have to play them because um, of the, just the... I know they've got down ticks, but they've got that ability um, to just totally, you know, go against go against the predictor. Mm. And this time um, of year, you know, you kind of want to go with those big names, the studs. Yeah, exactly. That's why you got them. That's why they're in your team. That's why, that's why they're taking up so much of your salary cap. Yeah. Um, look, I think that beyond that, that I think this game is going to have a lot of points. Whether it's a lot of points per, for one team and not much for the other, who knows, but I... I just have a have a feeling that that's going to happen. Look, the Warriors need to win. The Cowboys really want to win because, I mean, look, they're already talking about um, they can mathematically still miss the eight. Wow! And that's that's coming from their their camp. So whether or not yeah. that's a that's a ploy for ploy on their part or whatever it is, it's it, it is true. So I guess they're all there. Look, I would think low. Uh, you mentioned. Is the is the best option, and Morgan and Cooper. I think they should stand up in this game, um, and I think the Warriors are pretty much done after their insipid performance um, against the Rabbits. We'll take a big turnaround for the Warriors, but I guess if they do go away and win in North Queensland, it kind of makes up for last week. So one last chance for that team that's just so inconsistent. <laughs> Raiders and the Eels. Edric Lee back for his cousin Branko. Uh, Josh Hodgson suspended. He took a no contest charge, so he he wanted to miss the week rather than have a carryover points go into the into the semi-finals. Kurt Baptiste will start in his absence. Adam Clydesdale back onto the bench. Then uh, for the Eels, both Scots back. So Daniel Alvaro is the uh, back on the interchange. Rory O'Brien's out. Manu Ma'u is still out in the centres. Jared Croker's best here. Um, Leilua, Joseph Leilua should find it much harder because he's up against Michael Jennings. Um, but of course, you're not leaving him out of your lineup. And that man Mo is the only choice for the Eels. In fact, he'll probably do a bit better out in the centres against the Raiders. Andrew, Canberra should do well here. But maybe the combination of coming off a tough Monday night encounter and the fact that teams generally have struggled to put up big super coach points. I know Milford Oates did last week, but the Eels have, have done reasonably well all year uh, in that regard. Might make you a bit more wary of this uh, more likely outcome of the Raiders' win and, in, and a big one. I'm really impressed with um, the Eels' defence. They've been really good all year, even... With, through all this horror year that they've had, they've been really good defensively, and it's no surprises that people have struggled to score points against them. Against them, but um, in saying that, I, I do think now their will is, has got to be broken now uh, after last week. Um, yeah, Croker and Leilua and, and Rapan, I can't get past them. They're, they're so dynamic the way they score their points they, they they score points at offloads tackle bus tries goals i mean they if they don't score one way they score another i just i really like the way they um go about their business super coach wise and yeah i can't can't look past uh at least one of them getting a, a pretty big score this weekend it's interesting because no josh hodgson that will be sort of intriguing to see how the raiders go without him and whether the, the big paramount supporter base in canberra whether they actually 
come out to it, considering all the woes they've had to go through this year. But if they do, uh, a couple of little little X factors that might end up playing a role. Uh, Roosters v the Dragons. Uh, Dale Copley has been named, but he's very doubtful after a major concussion last Sunday. Possibly Ryan Madison or Mitch Orbison can play in the centres with the 18th man, Aidan Guerra, in line for a recall. Uh, for the Dragons, Mitch Rain's been named back at Hooker, but expect Jake Marquetto to start as that has been very successful of late for them. And Tarek Sims is out with Jacob Host onto the bench. Board Corden is the best player, not only uh, in this game, but pretty much the best trade-in target this week. He's been very impressive, as was Mitchell Pearce last week, so he gets uh, he could be an interesting option, as as is Talkiaho. Uh Jack DeBellin's the obvious choice for St George. Josh Dugan does have upside. Pete, both teams have hit form suddenly, so I guess this makes um, it an, you know an entertaining encounter for for a lot of reasons. St George are an outside chance of making the eight, so. Does that help us pick someone out like what Widdop and Sims did last week to go large, at least for a daily league option? Yeah, that might be a good option for that. Like, I was as surprised as anybody. I, like, I knew that Tarek Sims had the talent, uh, but, yeah, we hadn't really seen it from him for a little while. But, um, yeah, he was, uh, um, he was brilliant the other day. So hopefully that can be, that can be followed through. Uh, again, uh, but yeah, Widdop was was great. Um, once again, as I mentioned a few weeks ago, like you and Aiken has been the player that we've mentioned on the show a number of times this year. He's been Mr. Consistent, not massive scores, but consistent. Um, and for your daily leagues also, I'll be looking at maybe Kurt Mann and, and Tiane Milne. For the Roosters, um, you can't get much more impressive than, you know, knocking over the Premiers, but... Uh, the young man, the players that you mentioned, Cordner uh, and... Uh, Mitchell Pierce, but also players like um, it can be a little bit up and down. But Blake Ferguson and uh, as you mentioned Sean Kenny Dow back to the centres, and Latrell Mitchell has been really good all season. He's he made his debut round one and has played every game, so he can't do much better than that. Uh, and the Monday night game, the Rabbitohs feed the Sharks. Zane Musgrave is suspended for South, so George Burgess will start. Nathan Brown coming back via the bench. Cronulla have lost to Siafeki to an injury. Jared Beal moved to the wing and Ricky Latelli coming in in the centres. Jesse Senelefar is the bench player there. Of course, he ended up playing on the bench. So Jason Bakuya joining him because Paul Gallen um, was the person with the late withdrawal. Of course, he's been named back, but in doubt, as we mentioned earlier, maybe Kurt Capel ends up getting a spot. This could be an issue if he's on your bench as a zero scorer. Uh, Sam Burgess is best here. There is a downgrade, of course, because it is a tough matchup. Andrew uh, Fafita is very solid. If Gallon plays, he's also in that category. Ben Barber and James Maloney have high ceilings. Also, Ryan, you probably don't want to be relying on this one if you're playing head-to-head this week, especially with those injuries to Gallon. And also Adam Reynolds in some doubt with a hamstring strain. Ben Barber is the most obvious trade-in for James Tedesco. How will you play it? Do you take... Play it safe or take some chances. Um, yeah, look, it's a tough one, and especially to finish off um, if this is, as you said before, if this is your game, you know. Um, look, I, I think there's a few um, standouts. Um, obviously, Sam Burgess was quite good last week. Um, I don't expect that to change. I don't expect the Roosters to change. Sorry, the Rabbitohs to change how they're playing at the moment. Mm. Um, in terms of Inglis is now back at fullback, and then you're putting Cody Walker in in the five eight position, um, and that I, I think that opens them up a little bit more to scoring points. Um, as for the Sharks, for feeder. Of course, um, Gallon I would stay away from if possible because it doesn't look like he's going to play, and if he does. Well, you know, how confident is he going to be in his body holding up? Um, ben Barber is obviously the go-to guy there. Um, and Maloney, who had a very low score last week, um, I think that coincides with when he has a bad game, Cronulla don't click, um, the yeah. attack doesn't click. He, he's needed, isn't he, this weekend to go big? Yeah. And the match-up says he can. Absolutely. Um, if he does click, then we'll, you know... Um, I think that there'll be plenty of Sharks players scoring some good super coach points. But we saw what South did to a team in the finals, or in the, at least in the race for the finals last week. So you never know, and especially when Cronulla, who seemed to be riding in that um, impenetrable bubble, it's now burst and 
there's yeah so much Chunks of Cronulla everywhere. on the line for Cronulla I mean you know that trophy cabinet and all that everything that goes along with that South's interesting too I wonder if Russell Crowe's pulled them all aside because they look like a different team maybe Crowe's said you know it's now or never guys if you want to keep playing uh, you got to do it now because they did not look like the team that's been taking the field the first 20 rounds Let's go to the tweets now, and uh, Drew Johnson at Drew Jono asks us, predict the please for Milf, Cleary, Aitken, Whitehead, Graham, and Jesse Bromwich. I need to choose two of these for the final reserves. Uh, also looking for some panel's opinions on um, on anyone, really, So because he's willing to take a few risks. He's 157th. He's trying to sneak into that top 100 by the end of round 26. Drew, a tremendous effort. Even to be at 157, hopefully we could help you get over that line of a top 100 finish would be a fantastic result. Um, look, I know it's a smaller sample size, but Nathan Cleary balances out as our top-rated player for the last uh, three rounds. Uh, 70 scores of 73, 72, and 94 in the, in the predictions there. And, and you know, as we said, smaller sample size, so take it with some grain of salt. But certainly way higher than the next player on your list, James Graham, 24th. Um, Solid scores of 64, 66, and 65. You and Aitken, 31st, with 57, 62, and 71 from Jesse Bromwich, one behind him. But maybe safer than Aitken, 65, 63, and 61. Elliot Whitehead is there with 57, 54, and 63. And Anthony Milford, 77, 55, sorry, 51, and 57. Not so great. So looking at this round... Bromwich a bit higher than Graham, but you can go either one of those along with Cleary if you're willing to take those risks. Uh, I guess, um, Andrew, we'll start with you. You know, is any names popping out from them or does someone come from outside that circle? Uh, well, no, Bromwich against the Seagulls this week. Like we said before, it's a, it's a, a very healthy rivalry. And, um, uh, oh, Bromwich is just a, is a class player. So, and, I mean... He should like, bounce back because he was below his best. I yeah, know he's still and, and, got reasonable and, you numbers. Know, we have said it before that Manly's um, spirit might be broken a little bit and, and, you know, just the desire might not be there as much, even though it is a pretty good rivalry. Um, you know, people that are going to be stopping Jesse Bromwich don't really – haven't been there for the heated uh, rivalries in the past. So maybe, yeah, maybe he, um, he could be due for a big one against a, a, a Manly pack. Um. You know, Pete, do you see it any any different from that? Or do you look outside the box? Um, I know we've talked about Boyd Cordner. I'm not even sure if Drew has a trade up his sleeve to bring him in. Yeah, if, if he's got a trade, like you mentioned about uh, Cordner as being the, the player that the predictor is, is saying to bring in, so you could certainly have a look at him there. Um, it does, as we've said on previous episodes, does depend on his individual position. He's trying to get up the ladder into the top 100 there. If he's prepared to take a little risk, then I look, I was super impressed. I know we've discussed Anthony Milford ad nauseum in both good ways and bad ways uh, <laughs> over many shows, but um, I was super impressed with him on Friday night, and I think he's back to form, and I think that he'll he's, he's the one I'd be going for. If he really wants to, to make a difference, take a slight risk, but I think he's the, he'd be the one I'd be looking at. It's a very tough matchup this week. I'd be worried against the dogs. Um, they can strangle the life out of any any team, and they seem to have a way of turning a, what should be a good game into an absolute arm arm wrestle, bring it down a level or two. Um, I do want to read out Drew the top seventeen um, people or top seventeen players predicted for the last three rounds because. I'm not reading it in order, but I'm actually I'm, you're able to put it in a 17-man list. Smith Hooker, Fafita Merrin for uh, props, James Burgess Cordner second row, Cleary halfback, Cartwright 5'8", Croker Rapana Mansour, Leilua centre and wingers, Munster fullback, Gallon, Fafita, Thompson, Bodine Thompson that is, and Sean Johnson here reserves. I mean, what do you make of that, Ryan? Uh, it's pretty pretty strong. It's supposed to do the, the top 17 um, for the last three weeks. Absolutely, and look, it's one of those things where all those guys, well, you know, at least the majority of those guys are your, are your big name guys, all, you know, all predicted to do quite well, all predicted, you know, that this is, you know, that this is where it's at. 
Um, look, the guy who, outside of those games, because I think um, Nathan Cleary mm. is a pretty good um, pick, outside of those names, if Drew has a trade, um, there's two guys who I'd look at, which would be Boyd Cordner and Ethan Lowe. Now, both of these guys, over their last five rounds, have averaged um, 76 and 75, yep. respectively. Um, if you want to break that down further, over their three-round average, uh, Cordner's 92 and Ethan Lowe's 81. So yep. they're both putting up some very high points, regardless of how their team's travelling at the moment. Um, so they could be guys that you could definitely, definitely look at. Yeah, Cordner, your only real risk is injury because, of course, if he gets something, there's no point for him to battle through it with exactly. the Roosters out of finals contention. But the, but Ethan Lowe, well, they're in the thick of it, the Cowboys right now. As you know, we talked about before, they may, they could make, miss the eight. It's unlikely, but so Lowe's got to play, keep playing at that high level. Um, we've got a question here from the Novacastrian asking, I've made it through the next round of semis. What would you do if you were me? He's got um, Parker, Mansour, Smith, Thurston, Mannering, Croker and Gallon versus Brett Morris, Graham, Tedesco, Cleary, Ryan James, Bromwich and Friend with the 10 similar players being Milford, Merrin, Cartwright, Harris, Munster, Johnson, Leilua, Sam Burgess, Ben Barber and Andrew Fafita. Now he's also suggested that um, Tedesco is going to be traded out for him and as will be Ryan James. We've put all this through our predictor model um, to try to get a gauge for you here. And um, look, Jake Marchetto's on his bench. We can only really work with that right now. We've brought him in and we're saying Ryan James gets let off. You're still ahead by 50, so it's very, very close. Your actually lowest scorer this week is Jonathan Thurston. So very risky to drop Thurston, as we've talked about. Um, Anthony Milford, not... You know, also, you know, in that low 50s, every, everyone else is 60 or above. You've got good scores like Munster, 83 up there. I think Trent Merrin, you've tentatively made captain. He's in the high 70s along with Mansour. Jared Croker's in the mid-70s. Um, Bryce Cartwright in the mid-80s, you know. So there's some good options there. We talked about Boyd Coydner. I, I think, you know, it's just as valid for you. The, the idea I came up with was Coydner in for Lola here. So Moriartis goes to centre and winger. And then Tedesco is out for a dual centre winger fullback who um, is, your, is your cheapie. You know, you're using the two trades, you're bringing in Cordner, and now it gives you 18, 18 fit players and you can bench one off. Probably you're benching one of Thurston or Milford, to be honest, um, because they have the really low fours this week. Uh, you know, what, what, do you, what do you make of that, Andrew? I mean, it's risky, but... These are guys that aren't, you know, are, are, I mean, it's risky to drop them, but then again, you know, they've been risks themselves to play. Yeah, I mean, looking at the both teams are full of studs and you, you have to bite the bullet somewhere, don't you? So, so you have to make a tough call somewhere. So, I mean, for me, I wouldn't be leaving JT out. It'd be, you know, he's, he'd probably frothing to get up to Townsville and, and you know, get stuck in. Uh, you know, someone like a Milford, who like we spoke about we, again, like Pete was saying, we've spoken about him a lot this week. Um, <laughs> I just, I don't think that he's out of the woods just yet. I think um, against the Bulldogs, I mean, I'll probably put the mocker on him, but he's probably going to have a blinder. But I just don't. I, I think leaving someone like that out this week is probably best rather than yeah, someone like a Thurston. Funny, um, Pete, because Andrew and I are leading towards dropping Milford from this 17, not necessarily from the 25, whereas you're saying, and I think Ryan said as well, make him vice-captain. <laughs> well, this is the thing at this time of the year, isn't it? It comes down to these, um, these final few rounds and you've got to make some very, very tough decisions. Uh, yeah, it's it's like I said with Milford, it's it's a hell of a risk, but I said I liked what I saw on Friday night and I think that the Bulldogs will have a hard hard job controlling him. He gets a dry track up there. I think he could be a real wrecker against them, but time will tell. I guess one of the other guys is, you know, Leilua coming up against Michael Jennings, but you don't really want to drop him. What about Simon Mannering, Ryan? Because he is somebody, 
who, if the Cowboys get it going, he could end up weaker. But then again, even with Mannering, we know when they lose, he, he makes 50 tackles. Yeah, that's right. Look, the last couple of um, weeks, his partner um, in Hoffman has been basically doing the attack. So he's been running for over 100 metres, um, but has only been making 20-plus tackles a game, whereas um, Mannering has been up, you know, 30s, 40s, you know, close to 50 tackles in the game. Um, and that's not even playing the full 80. That's um, So he's definitely got the good, the good base there. Uh, it's a real... It's not, it, there's no easy choices in this one. I think when you... And we talked about head-to-head strategy and we talked about playing the matchups and playing against your opponent rather than necessarily going for your top score that you can get... The advantage um, that you've got, you're playing, you know, Matt's team here. Brett Morris, James Graham play on the on the Thursday, and then Cleary plays on the Friday. And if James does play, he's first up on Saturday. Seven of your different players, he's already got three or four of them early on. So you're going to know how to play your matchups based upon how you're already situated early in the round. You could drop Thurston for Cordner. Or for Ethan Lowe, if you if, the, if you're going to bring in one of those two players as a trade in, if things are going well, if things aren't going well, then you hope Thurston has a blinder, gets that three figure score, gets you back into it, and you drop one of those guys like a Mannering, who's got a high floor but maybe not that high a ceiling. Uh, it's probably the way you're going to have to play it. Your captaincies can come into it as well. I notice you, you're playing Merrin captain. Maybe if maybe you want to try a VC on him instead. Maybe you're looking at something later in the round. Maybe you're just going with that. Maybe the Thursday night game decides whether you should make Cartwright captain again, looking for that higher upside if you're behind after the Thursday night game. Feel free to tweet us mid-round mid as well. We're happy to, to answer uh, before each, each and every game. Try to help you out. It's been a long show, guys, but that's what happens this time of year. Thanks so much. We are at the end. Pete, thank you. Thank you very much, guys. It's uh, yeah, it's uh, an interesting show this time of the year and a couple of rounds to go. We'll talk to you next week, of course. Ryan MS, thank you very much. No worries, mate. And Andrew, great to have you back. Uh, absolutely killed it. No rust on, on those uh, bones at all. Thanks, mate. Yeah, it's great to be back, and um, good luck, everyone, this weekend. Yeah, good luck uh, if you're in the elimination rounds now. It's do or die. Of course, you can tweet us at SuperCoachPros for any last-minute questions. We'll do our best to answer. I am Paulie G. Make sure you download on the iTunes or at the website, www.supercoachpros.com, and follow us on Twitter at SuperCoachPros. Bye for now.